happens week after week. What does? One of them tells us the mic's alive. It's not fair. It's not a dictatorship, though, is it? You're fooling yourself. But he dumb! Quick, before they get back, let's get to this show on the road for the people's popular front of Hun. Our mics are live! Good evening, everyone. The moments bog spaniels have been released without their supper, the electric fence has been energised at the airlock, and so I think we're as close to normal as we ever get. Joining me on the dais is Harry Balzac. Good evening, my lord. And the others who can yeah, introduce themselves. I'm Wilma Boadicea Fingerdoo. I'm Mia Braveheart Harkness. I'm Norma, the pan, Snookers. And I'm keeping my head down. Typical man. Brave until you have to stand up and be counted. Oh, you, what are you looking at? Get on with the news. The name's Bond. Buff Bond. Knock, knock, knocking on Tharg's front door. This season's must-have item. Spam. Hiatus halting handy hut and helper. A reminder never to ask Cecil for help or for a loan. I'm not speaking to you lot. I'll be telling you what's happening in community-led events around the galaxy. And finally, a roundup of the items we couldn't be bothered to write more about. With the galaxy so full of things to do, ways to earn and lose credits, and exciting methods of going to see the rebuy screen, sometimes it takes the Pilots' Federation a while to get around to peering at things that maybe they've taken their eye off for a while. In their latest deep dive into how to encourage pilots to get out there and keep the galaxy safe, they've been looking into bondage. No, not the kind that comes with an Imperial contract and a promise of being able to earn your freedom, nor the other kind that's illegal everywhere and involves wearing a steel collar with ball and chain accessory, but the third kind. With the waxing and waning of fortunes for factions across known space, it is inevitable that every now and again there's a little bit of slap and tickle, or if the factions are a little one-sided, a thorough spanking handed out in special designated zones. These zones are where the usual rules don't apply, where the social norms of a polite Greetings, Commander, or 07 are not deemed necessary, and where the law chooses to turn a blind eye. We're talking about the bondage areas otherwise known as combat zones, where you can earn a quick few thousand credits for poking your nose into a no-holds-barred slugfest against the galaxy's finest. 
The Bonds people at your local station have had their wallets prized open, the dust blown away, and as with their companions from the local bounty board, are offering increased payouts if you decide to don your red shirt, brown trousers, and get stuck in during a conflict near you. Not to be outdone, the anti-Zeno bondage experts have followed suit, and for those who like things a little bit spikier and their encounters full of appendages, they've adjusted the payouts for defending the galaxy from Tharg, just like Atrus does. With up to 40 million credits on offer for taking on the toughest that Tharg throws, there has never been a better time to fatten your wallet with a go at the pugilistic pursuits. Oh, and if anyone was wondering, if you get out of your depth and decide that discretion is the better part of valour, the safe words are friendship drive charging. With the latest community goal having drawn to a close, details will be available from Flossie later in this broadcast, there are questions as to whether the latest initiatives are actually a good idea. The Colsat Nebula is a hive of Thargoid activity. Nearby systems to Beatoncourt base are swarming with AX signal sources, hyperdictions are rife, and eight-sided meanies are hoovering up occupied escape pods to have their wicked way with them every which way. What's more, it is common knowledge that ammonia worlds are a surefire indicator of Thargoid activity in the area, with landable rocky worlds containing barnacles most often found in the vicinity of ammonia-rich areas. So it begs the question, with all those wonderful Earth-like and water worlds out there, what in the pale blue dot are the authorities doing by attempting to terraform ammonia worlds? If there's one thing that's bound to stir up trouble of the anomaly detective, followed by the ship offline and eject, eject, eject kind, it's going poking around in Tharg's backyard. Imagine, if you will, the methanoids of planet Guff landing on Earth instead of the far more favourable Titan, and deciding that what was needed were herds of bean-fed giant cattle outputting clouds of noxious CH4 before deciding to bring their own brand of rather smelly civilization to England's green and pleasant land. They might even bring a flag and stick it somewhere. Humanity would object, though it wouldn't be unheard of to offer them somewhere we didn't actually want very much, like Slough, Belgium, or maybe the Isle of Wight, and war would follow as sure as night follows day and about as fast as it does over at Meterund Hollow. As the 21st century philosopher and sex icon Dr Ian Malcolm once said, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. At least everyone who took part is now elite in exploration can find their own way to Beagle Point when it all goes wrong and has a nifty new scanner for their ship to show for it. Spam. From post-war delicacy to the butt of many a python-flavoured jest, the heart of the tastiest fritters this side of a Mokujin beast feast, and onward into cyberspace as one of the first digital plagues to have struck in the late 1990s. Spam has been part of the daily diet of humanity for generations. In recent years, as the man says, spam's off. Or at least it was until this week. Commander Flossie, Queen of the Community Goals, Fuel Rat, Pilots Federation favourite and video starlet unearthed a few old boxes deep in the burial ruins near the tomb of Mr Dusty. Spotting a box labelled 
You wouldn't believe what we've caught you doing on camera. Her interest was piqued and she promptly broke out of Wrongway's old projector, loading it in the cartridge and blowing the dust off the remote control buttons. The speakers resounded with the words, broadcast your trash, before every communication panel within 20 meters lit up like your street during Christmas. Started flashing and transmitting the words, you wouldn't believe what we saw you doing on camera, to all and sundry. The first Flossie knew of this was when her inbox collapsed under the weight of messages from worried truckers that she'd been hunted down by Mr. Dusty and was in danger of being eviscerated by the most aeneous of robot home help. The latest Mr. Dusty virus doesn't appear to have any payload that we've discovered yet, but it is appearing to simulate being alive by having one purpose, to replicate itself as fast as is digitally possible. So, if you receive a message from Flossie, don't forget to go through two-factor flossification and not only ask her to tick the box saying, I'm not a robot, but also demonstrate her patented two-handed backpan swing and clang follow-through. Something that, to date, no robot has ever been able to emulate. Just like that. There was a slight hiccup this week when in the otherwise smooth running of the Hutton Helper, or as Antarius calls it, his Chicks Magnet. As the Helper's front entrance filled up with ammonia, commanders now they realised there was something in it for themselves streaked around the galaxy. No, of course not like that. They obviously kept the flight suits on. A, because cockpits are kept very cold and no one wants a naked haul me picture in those circumstances. And B, Bucknaked may have flown that ship previously, and no matter how many times you clean the seat, it never really feels clean, does it? Where was I? Oh yeah, sprinted. Better? Around the galaxy, some commanders sticking the probes where no one had stuck a probe before, whilst others went over ground that had been covered more times than yesterday on my way. Swarms and swarms of foul-smelling ships dropped their data at Betancourt base, and at this point, the helper metaphorically closed the curtains to allow the work to continue unobserved. Everything was still working, and if you knew the magic words, the correct uttered right line or URL, you could still peep and reassure yourself that the hamsters were still in their wheels. Eventually, the smell of pine replaced that of ammonia, and Antares whipped off the covers to reveal a brand new shiny Hutton Helper homepage. That looked exactly like the old one. Seriously though, Antares, we know you work bloody hard on the Helper. We are able to perform tasks as the truckers that would be somewhere between that's too bloody hard and impossible without it. But mate, a little pizzazz wouldn't hurt when upgrading. It helps to maintain some of the mystery. Sleepy time commander Rip Van Taren. Famed for flying late at night with a keyboard stuck to his face and incipient sunburn from fuel scooping with his eyes closed, was reminded recently of the old saying Never leave your drinks cabinet, your cockpit, or your youngest daughter unaccompanied when Cecil comes to stay. Commander Taran, for once wide awake but still not thinking, decided that a two-hour dinner was the perfect time to leave a snoozing Cecil in charge of his ship and to leave the comms line open. Some kind of sixth sense must have alerted the old goat that not only was his glass empty, as usual, 
but now so was the cockpit. Feeling slightly bilious from the smell of fried something drifting up from the galley, our bekilted buffoon closed the door and opened another bottle. After a couple of swigs, Cecil's sense of bonhomie reached new heights and he just had to reach out. Messages such as, are you the farmer? Don't you know who I am? And you came in that thing, you're braver than I thought, were shared across the ether, causing consternation and confusing the bejesus out of one new commander who'd only recently joined the discussion messaging service to get help. Eventually, and as we said before, that's after two hours, Taran belched his way back into the ethanol and juniper-scented control centre of his ship and managed to coax Cecil back into his box by creating a lure from a swizzle stick dangling on a piece of string. Let this be a lesson to all you pilots out there with an overdeveloped sense of compassion. Cecil is a great companion when you're carousing, but for goodness sake, don't let him touch anything. I'm slightly confused this week. I distinctly remember last week being one where I had a message for you direct from his fluffiness himself. I also distinctly remember it saying, and I quote, You've dropped the ball in the Rences. We're dropping and on the verge of conflict, so get some serious boosting done there. Basically, doing the Rences what you've been doing in LP532-81, Banman and Star, PSPF-LF2 and Leuton45-41 and vice versa. What I don't remember saying, and I have checked this very carefully, is Oh, sorry, that was just for fun. You really need to do the opposite. Which is what you've done. So, we're on the verge of being kicked out of Narensis. There's only the Narensis mob below us, and they are literally a dozen pilots crammed into an adder. Well done there. We're also looking at expansion from Van Marnen Star, so you screwed that one up too. The only thing that anyone did that was of any use was dropping PSPF-LF2 to an almost perfect 48.3%. But don't get cocky. You blasted Wolf124 up by 10% and let the EDF, the bloody EDF, jump us in Kakari. So we've got another war to fight from tomorrow. I'd say you know what to do, but as far as I can see, you can't tell a multi-cannon from an armchair. The rubbish dump near the core was no better, scraping through the election with only a day to spare and already pending another one. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you can all sod off gathering expiration data and I hope you run out of fuel just as the fuel rats have their Christmas party and aren't around to rescue you. It's a shame Norma's got nice stuff to tell you. None of you deserve it. Here's this week's news on community organised events. Christmas Carriers Convoy 5, delivering presents to Colonia, led by the fleet carrier, the Cosmic Parrot, has arrived at its destination. Commander Belwyn Darkstar reports that collection of tritium is slow and that any help would be appreciated. Commanders, please get in contact with Commander Belwyn Darkstar if you can assist. Commander Nico sends greetings from the Great Expedition 3306, where he tells us a quarter of our explorers are reaching a third of the Great Expedition 3306. 
We had multiple photo contests already and a lot of photos shared. No issues up to now, but some explorers did a detour to the Corsac Nebula to sell their data, some for more than 1 billion credits. We are continuing the journey. It is getting difficult to communicate with explorers as they are far from communications points, and a strange signal has been detected recently. If you want to find out more about the Great Expedition 3306, and maybe find out more about the mysterious signal, details are at bit.ly slash GE3306, that's capital G, capital E. Those nice people at the East India Company have once again freed their hearts on their trading posts at this time of year. It's time for Operation EI Christmas. This year has been a rough one for all of us floating around in space. So we at the East India Company have decided to help spread some joy to everyone this year once more in the run-up to Christmas and finally help some of our new commanders on their engineering journey. From the 1st of December until the 23rd of December the trading post will be giving away rare goods and commodities required for unlocking those pesky engineers for free. First-rate chaps I imagine our epic commanders, and many a old sky dog, will be paying you a visit and taking advantage of your generosity. You can find them at eicgaming.com slash trading post. The Elite Racers are finally hosting another ship racing event. This Sunday at 1800 UTC, they're going to return to Carasso Canyon a race course contributed by Paladin Consortium and Commander Arkansand, and the races offer a big thank you to them. If you're interested in taking part, you can get to the sign-up via bit.ly Corato, that's capital Q-A-R-A-T-O. And that's all we have this week. Did we miss out your event or miss out one that you know about? We can only cover things that we know about and so that's easy to fix. Get in touch with us and tell us about coming events and we'll be glad to include them in a future show. And finally, Commander Commander Vector 883 Roger Roger seems to have a face that's gone all stripey. People keep throwing things at him and attempting to check that their probe has gone where it was supposed to and to look at his rear end to make sure it is covered. The good news is that the scans are all clear. The bad news is that the ambulance that popped out to check on him hasn't offered him a lift home from Beagle Point. Over in Metranus, the 10th Squadron have called foul as the 11th took temporary ownership of the system, promising to give it back after the next expansion and, surprise, surprise, haven't handed the keys back yet. Of course, Hutton's opinion is that a trucker's home is his castle and, of course, the home team always has the advantage. Any pilots wishing to lend a hand in wrestling those sons of a silly person off of the battlements are invited to pay a visit. Just don't forget the hamsters and the elderberries. There were minor palpitations recently after the engineers responsible for upgrades to your shipboard probinator appear to have indicated that they were going on strike and refusing to honour promises put out by the Pilots' Federation. Felicity Farseer, Yuri Ishmak, Sir Etienne of Dorn, Lei Chung, Hera Tani, Laurie Jameson, Bill Turner, 
Tiana Fortune. All declared that they were far too busy with their other engineering projects to be faffing about with free probes for everyone. And besides, the Pilots' Federation did not submit the right form, as you need a 4LB1-2-A and not an LB1-2-B. And besides that, everyone knows you're not supposed to hand in the purple copy. Commander Luna of the PF has had a stern word and can now confirm that they're all now doing as they're told and providing the promised upgrades soon. Trademark. And she has said that the back soon sign on the offices of Universal Cartographics at Batan Court Station is definitely temporary and that the shutters should be back up tomorrow. And we're not to fret. Spectators hoping for massive explosions and chunks of rock flying past their ships were disappointed this week, as planets Rhubarb and Custard actually passed through each other instead of colliding. It has been speculated that this was due to latent frameshift energies from all the eager observers. Their wakes all overlapped, changing the molecular density of the planets, or some such scientific excuse as to why we didn't get fireworks. At least everyone got a lovely view of a pair of massive globes for a few hours and was able to say, Cool. Would you look at the size of them? This is a safety announcement. When using Hutton Station computer terminals, could we please remind people that when searching for new flight sticks, HOTAS has only one S. We can't be held responsible for what you see if you get that wrong but we know that the Puritanical Asterisk Society went a bit purple as the contents of the screens went blue. It seemed that cyborgs ran rampant as fancy dress came to Hutton. In advance of the release later tonight by the Pilots' Federation regarding space legs, coinciding with the annual Dress Like It's 2077 Metal Hair and Neon Cosplay competition, some of the team have been getting into character with their own personal augments. Commander Vantian sporting a rather fetching exoskeleton on one arm. Flossie's gone for the full pink mohawk. And Rampage appears to have his arse in a sling. We're always up for a party, and we're doubly up for a party with Centauri Megajid in large containers. Commander Ascorbius has promised that he's working on something special, and the party-sized tub of gin he's teasing us with makes us want to send out for a Type 9 full of tonic. And welcome back into the studio, and good evening, everybody. Thank you very much to the uh, news broadcast team there. <clears throat> now, um, Flossie, introducing yes. you, obviously, first this evening. Um, <laughs> so, so you've had a, you've had a busy week. I mean, you were were you were you sucking ammonia like like everybody else was, and um, oh yeah, you know, were, were you spanching yourself blind? Yes, I certainly was. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so you were part of the contingent that were, well, we know about these ammonia worlds, but we're going to remind Betancourt that they exist community, yeah. weren't you? You weren't, you weren't <laughs> one was. of the, uh, the the explorers who was, oh, I found a new one. You know, you, you were the other lot. I did get some of that I'd found myself on Flossie too, because she actually was exploring near Colonia and came back on uh, Hanky's um, fleet carrier. Yeah, I was I was there with you. Yes, I, I was yeah. aboard aboard the same so one. I don't know most, which clone was flying us, but so uh, one of them. More, most of the uh, exploration on her account was from was on unexplored stuff around Colonia. 
But um, Flossie, who was in the bubble, uh, is nearly all Spanish. <laughs> yes, those Spanish are quite good. Yes, you know, third-party tools are available. They can help you with these kind of CGs. Obviously, some people like doing it the other way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got a lift back with you all the way from Colonia, and uh, we, we, we had we had quite a good. I think you've got some details on on how that CG went later. Yes, I have. Yes, and, and maybe another, another, another CG. Yes, we have another CG we, this week. We're. Um, we, well, we, we may have to put an embargo on Hutton Truckers taking part in CGs if 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 Dead Meat gets any more upset with what's going on. But um, <laughs> and yeah. on that note, Dead Meat, good evening. Good evening. The EDF, the Rotters. Yes. The Earth Defence Fleet, who promised not to touch Kakari. Yes, yes. I'm not sure it stands for Earth Defence Fleet, but I won't say what I think it might stand for based on their current uh, position. But I mean, is this their fault for doing something, or is it our fault for neglecting Kakari terribly? We don't really know. Um, I've not had a chance to speak to Mr. McKeague about the uh, potential old snuggles. data. Yes, old yes. snuggles. Um, we've, we've dropped quite a bit. They've risen, whether that's through actions on their part or us being off in the black and doing nothing to bolster our position. We don't definitely It could know. be a but nefarious attack. Boo hiss. It boo could be. Hiss. They, we, I mean, we're not private about what we're up to and where we're going, so they may have taken the chance. So is, yes. it, is it diplomatic channels all off exploring? Ha 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 ha! We'll have their stuff. Yes, yes. So yes, D diplomatic channels, as in not not loose knockers, um, <laughs> should be opened. I think. Yeah, I think I think maybe yeah, we'll have to talk to Snuggles about that one and um, see see what's going on there. Um, obviously, what it may mean is that we might have to divert a significant number of truckers. Now, is it, is it going to be war or election? Is Are they are they a bellicose lot or are they... Um, it's showing as a pending war, so... Um, old poop. Yes. And that would be going live tomorrow. Uh, it, yes, pending now. So, yes, it's, there's no call down on a war, is there? It's, it's pending. So, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, we might need the explorers to put away their, their um, you know, theodolites and whatever else they're using and um, star maps and, and get out some guns for a little bit. That is the exact word that I couldn't remember to compare to a multi-cannon. <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, got that impression. I'm just glancing at the graph here. Well, no, I mean, they've been, they've been tracking alongside us quite nicely for a while. Um, they, now, funnily enough, they did go into expansion from somewhere recently. So, um, and we've been in, boom, boom, a bit more boom. So there's I mean, no the, sensible reason. Well, like I say, it, it if they've gone, oh, they're out, let's jump in while their backs are turned, that would explain it. But more likely is the expansion's quite generous and the knock-on effects from that in other systems that they're not expanding from may have boosted them without them even trying. Yeah, that and we have to blame the Confederacy of Omicron 2 Eridani, who managed to just lose all of their influence and it appears to have not gone to us. Yes, because it never Which, goes to the top one. No, no it never goes to the top one. It's, it's, it's like, so it's like Mario afternoon. Kart. If you like blowing things up, uh, Ryan DTW, I'm looking at you. Go and get your guns, please. That's just a punishment for using so many capital letters in the chat there. Um, we're going to need your guns over in Kokari uh, as of tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, anybody else that fancies blowing things up for a change. The good news is that... Um, apology officer. Yes? We don't need to apologise for this one. The, the bonds, war bonds. Did you see? What bonds? The war bonds, the bondage. No. Oh. Well, no, no, they've gone up. Isn't he that big bloke from the musical? Oh, Annie? yeah, Daddy, Daddy Warbonds. Daddy Warbonds, yeah. 
Yeah, war, war bonds. So um, Basil and Bond, James Bond. Um, James Bond. Yeah. Uh, all those bond. kind of bonds. They're, they're much bigger than combat they were before. So combat bonds. Combat bonds. Yeah. yeah. Premium bonds. Combat bonds and premium bonds. Yep. Yeah. So all of that has gone through the roof. So it, it now sounds like you get a significant awesome. amount of cash for going to war, which may be Alvin's secret plan, Dead Meat. That, that does explain one, uh, one sports score I've got tonight, which will astonish you. Well, either that, or can we can we just send in Alex Zuno? I mean, it's just 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 say, oi, Zuno, go blow stay things tuned. up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes, Alex Zuno, if you're listening, we might need your services over in Kokari. Yes, I've missed, a lot, I've missed a lot of that because I've been away. Yes, well, I must admit, I've missed doing bits in our systems totally. They've been yeah. very stable for. I know Dead Meat's been complaining, but you know they yeah. have been stable-ish. At least it's interesting, though. Oh, it is, especially if it's a. Proper conflict. Yeah. And um, Mr. Balzac. That'll be me. Who is our producer this evening, is, is, also, is also here. Mr. Balzac, um, so all of this mention of cyborgs and things, and legs and space legs, there's stuff happening today and this evening, isn't there? Oh, yes, it's and it's happening quite late um, for the for the UK. I think it's it's so late that it won't be today. It'll be tomorrow. Because this, this thing that uh, Frontier... Uh, Announcing, I think they've taken the opportunity to release the information to a, a wider audience than just people who already have Elite Dangerous, um, and I well, can't uh, blame last, them. Last viewing figures on the on the outlet they're putting on was something like twenty five million viewers tuned in. So that's about <clears> three more than we get understand. for this show. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry twenty twenty million a... more than we get for this show. Sorry, what am I think, thinking of? Yes, I yeah, thought you were going to say it was three more people. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's even more than Frontier get when they're um, putting a Twitch drop just to confuse Wotherspoon. Yeah, well... It, yeah. It wasn't only Wotherspoon that was confused by that. <laughs> well, OK, but I, I I take his name just as, as one example. Of, I'm still out there looking for my pot of uh, purple paint. My confused of, purple paint. of Galnet, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so and of course there was the release of um, a, a new game for the Hutton Games Room um, today as well. Um, which explains po Flossie's pink metal hair and this this arm accoutrement. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everybody's gone a little bit cyberpunk. I've, for the yeah, day. I've been hearing about this game for years and years now. Yeah. Um, well, they've they've actually, even though everybody's been talking about it for years and years, it's still arrived to market quicker than Star Citizen did. Oh yeah. Yep, and um, we do understand that one of the stars of the game is actually presenting stuff this evening during the game broadcast where Frontier are featuring. So Mr. Keenow of Reeves, the immortal man himself, who has not aged oh. in the last 40 years. Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic is one of the presenters. Excellent. I think he's something like 32 megabytes of storage, didn't he? And his head... Oh, something like that. <laughs> megabytes, <laughs> so, gigabytes, yeah. terabytes. No, 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 it was megabytes. <laughs> megabytes i remember when a 10 meg hard card was all you ever needed yes and uh, and then of course moving moving along to uh, commander amelia good evening amelia hello how are your fritters i mean it was quite appropriate you got the food one yes oh they were so good spam fritters spam fritters the lovely yum nom 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 yes deep fried in scotland from girders no that's the wrong thing isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um but but um yeah, so there was the Flossie incident earlier, 
but obviously it was all cleared up and no no harm no harm no foul or no foul no harm I'm, anyway i'm just glad it wasn't tonight at 20 past eight <laughs> <laughs> well yes yeah oh hang on a second spam 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 <laughs> egg and chips comes out of flossy yes some nefarious dastardly do wrong managed to spam flossy which then used flossy as a some kind of well-connected broadcast service i mean you do have a lot of people on your friends list don't you flossy yeah i've got over 500 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's so but it's you okay were the now. you, you were okay the perfect now. target. Yeah, seems so. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's okay now because she's acted. She's uh, activated her two-factor flossification. Uh-huh, yeah. Yes. And if anybody's not sure, just ask her to hit you with a pan, and you'll be able to tell that this is the real flossy. <laughs> just like that. One of my friends contacted me today and said, "Um, I don't know if it is you, so if you can tell me something that only us two know." Yeah, you know, then I'll know. Well, I reeled off a lot of facts to her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I saw what you did in front of the webcam, so I know that. Did you, did you hold up a big box saying, I am not a robot at some point? Yes. <laughs> I, I know about the custard and the wellies. Yeah. She came now, back and said, my, you've got a good memory. <laughs> as is usual, we're going to be blaming Mr. Dusty for this one. And obviously, it's been a while since we last mentioned Mr. Dusty. And there may be one or two of our listeners, or both of them, that um, don't know who Mr. Dusty is or, or why we mentioned Mr. Dusty. Does anyone want to volunteer a potted history of Mr. Dusty? Don't all speak at once. I can vague, uh, very vaguely say. I may, have to, I may have to get our special guest to really tell know. us. And that would be embarrassing if the special guest knows more than we do. Right, well, there there were back in the days, back in back, back years and years ago when I was a young man, um, there, there were a wonderful set of audiobooks um, produced by Chris Jarvis, which was set in the elite universe. And they, they documented a bunch of ongoing adventures of <coughs> Commander Elias Thane and various other characters, Kerlek and all sorts of others, um, in, in the elite universe. A, an exceptional set of uh, actually full audio dramas, not audiobooks, called Escape Velocity. Yay. And in one particularly harrowing episode, um, there may have been some form of AI cleaning robot that decided to go postal on him, who was Mr. Dusty, who liked clearing up behind people. And it was it was horrific. There were, there were blood and guts everywhere. And anyway, uh, Mr. T- Mr. Dusty, this was set a few hundred years before current times. And uh, Mr. Dusty was summarily destroyed and um, was rescued by the mad monks of Van Manen. And his remains were entombed over in Van Manenstar, not far from O'Connor. And, and buried for a few hundred years. And unfortunately, uh, Rex Bottoms, uh, former presenter here on this show, unearthed them a number of years ago and released um, the Mr. Dusty virus, which has been rampaging around Hutton space for a long time. Yep. They, buried, so, they buried Mr. Dusty in uh, O'Connor City. He's in He's in one of the parks. I can see it from my house at Pad 8. Oh, crikey. Well, yeah, just don't open the tomb. Don't go in there. Definitely don't take an assistant called Martha because she got scared last time and screamed. Mm-hmm. And um, if anything goes wrong, it's always Mr. Dusty. If you see the message, give me your trash on the school, oh, the school screen, <laughs> then you know something has gone badly wrong with your script, <laughs> as it has just now. Um, so, yes, if you haven't listened to Escape Velocity by Christopher Jarvis, then please go and do so. I think there are links over on the Lave Radio, um, Lave Radio uh, website as well. But yes, just search but, for it. Just but, type escape velocity just and elite. Not, and... not just yet, eh? Just hang on, hang on a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you can be more interesting, but next... don't, don't, don't find it yet. Your next right. long journey to work as you climb up the stairs to your study. Yes. Um, can I just, can I just say while we're while we're padding for time, um, Johnny Mnemonic eighty gigabytes, which you had compressed so you could hold one hundred and sixty gigabytes. Oh crikey! Wow, that's huge. That, that's not how compression works, is it? 
No, as Johnny said, <laughs> it is. It got super squished. Anyway, and of course, joining us in the studio this evening, we have a voice you may recognise from previous weeks. We do have Commander Chicks. Good evening, Commander Chicks. Good evening, truckers, and welcome Ooh, we to part five. Chicks. Oh no, we're not doing that, are we? Hang on, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the chicks up. Are, are you doing so as well, uh, Mr. Balzac? I, I have done that, yes. But yeah, just, you have done chicks, that. But not the fifth part. We we haven't finished negotiating your fee for the first four parts. So there's no <laughs> way you're gonna get paid for the fifth one, mate. <laughs> hey, you padded that last padded that last lot out. You could have done the whole lot in about six minutes. But oh no, going on and on about it me was, making it short. It, but he's making it longer by saying how I'm making it shorter. That bastard. I think. I think- the third one was padded out. The fourth was a bit of a rush. Anyway. It might have been sequence. a bit of a rush for you, mate, but for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, morning well, I won't get back. Nice to be here. And we, well, we, we do understand, actually, we've got two special guests, but uh, we may have to drag the other one down here because Mr. Shouty would like to come and join us to mention something in a minute after we've spoken to Chicks. Um, so if one of my co-presenters could send some semaphore over to Mr. Shouty to say, we'll be ready for you in a minute, that'd be absolutely okay. lovely. But in the meantime, him. Commander Chicks, the Chicks magnet... Um, you've been teaching everybody all about um, honking. Mm. Yes. After your mega honk that you did that, that, that got us kick-started on the uh, Going for Gold 2 expedition. Oh, the mega dump. Oh, well, yeah. You, the mega honk followed by the mega dump, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? 70 billion million? Something like that. Squillion. Yeah, well, we've been doing our best to catch up with you. I think we've just about managed to match that between all of us. All the trackers. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm working on uh, increasing the total. Well, I was thinking if you, you had are, actually and, and waited a couple of days and actually dropped it during the CG, you would own the galaxy by now. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, certainly you could have one of the arms. You know, or what was the Norma's expanse? You could you could have all of Norma's expanse to yourself. I, I thought arms. <laughs> might be, uh... <laughs> I was told no. No jokes about arms. <laughs> robot arms. No, we can't. We can't be talking about the robot arms. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, I thank you very much for obviously for, for, for coaching us. I mean, I've used your advice extensively. So I've, I've filtered my my um, stars just to those three that you suggested. Yeah, Goldilocks stars, which um, were what F and G and K. Yes. Now, interestingly enough, if you wanted to find ammonia worlds, you could add red dwarfs to that too because they tend to be a little ah. older. But, but it's cold you, outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, we're all alone, and we didn't notice. <laughs> but if you look oh, at EDSM, um, you'll find about 40% are around D-types and C-types. So, anyway. Mm. Bit of, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did try having a hunt for those other types, but it all got confusing, and I couldn't scoop from a few of them, so I, I left it on the... Um, mm on the, the F, G, and K type stars. Yeah. But um, obviously, because everybody's had um, a four times multiplier, obviously you you were a fan of one of the superpowers at the time you handed yours in, so you got your your triple bubble, I think, yes. didn't you, on your drop? Yes. What a, We've how dull had that? the benefit of a quadruple drop mm. in yeah. the last week, mm. but that's now going down. I think Flossie's going to tell us in a bit, but that's going back down again to three for a while. Mm. Stops so anybody coming in with data has got, got two options for getting a, a super boost now, don't they? Mm. I think it – does it start tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, they, they shut they shut the Universal Cartographics store so they can have a little bit of a rest, and they're opening up again uh, Yeah, tomorrow, possibly. Mm. Is Flossie going to tell us about super new discovery scanners and when we get them? 
Well, I'd, uh, I'd imagine so, possibly, during the CG bit. Let's wait and find out. <laughs> um, no but, pressure, but yeah, there, <laughs> no, no, no pressure at all. There, there, was, there was some confusion after the engineers went on strike. Mm. So do you have any tips that you didn't tell us in your previous hints and tips for explorers? Uh, yes, but they didn't fit into any of the categories, so... Uh... Well, have you, have you, I mean, I, I, for instance, I had a couple of questions. Obviously, I'm noticing that there are some high-value worlds around the fringes. So if I lean into Rocky Worlds a tiny bit every now and again, yep. I'll get something that's terraformable. You'll get an occasional Rocky, yes. Yeah, and an occasional Rocky Ice as well, near the Earth-likes on the scale, every yep. now and again. One, one place to look is if you get, um, brown dwarfs in a system you know so they show up before you scan anything and they're orbiting the main star sometimes look at the satellites of those there's often a terraformable hiding in there and when you're using your probinator obviously let's say you're going for a six probe planet if you were on standard size probes mm. i mean do you go for the the y and inverted y kind of yep. approach yes pretty much you can you can picture that you know you yep, to yeah. a third a third a third then round yeah. the arse a third a third a third and then and then obviously the seven probe use the same yes you've got an inverted Y and then ten o'clock and two o'clock normally nails it but when you go for the ones that need sort of nine or ten probes so I mean is there a particular pattern you like choosing to your to your probination inverted Y still and then a Y the right way up. But then it's all a question of how far out you put the next probe. So it depends how oh, above the dotty line for the next one. So you don't yeah. butt it up against the dotty line, you move it up and out a bit, do you? Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's all use you know, the little the sort of the smaller ring that moves around with it. Mm-hmm. Just use use that. Because you get the dotty use that against the dotty line. So on a seven, eight or nine, I always nail the dotty line. Right. And that's on the front, uh, that's on the, that's on the, the second round, not the front facing, but the, the, yep. the inverted Y. Yeah. On the first three. So you can, you, you should be able to nail a six in four and a seven in five. No problem. And we've been finding the tricky ones where you've got rings. You've got to approach them at the right angle so that the ring doesn't get in the way of you lobbing probes out there as well. Yeah. Depends how close the ring comes into the planet. And if it's too close, just go around the other side. Yeah. Yep. But um, I mean, the, the, the tips have been. You know, absolutely fantastic for. I mean, I was out at Colonia, and it was just. I mean, I harvested what was it a billion credits, mm. albeit with the multiplier in twenty four hours. Yeah, still. Which was, um, yeah, okay. It was. It was only. Um, was it three hundred thousand, three hundred million? Sorry, um, base credits, but it was. It was um, outrageous quantities of data somewhere near Colonia. Mm. Now, if you find ones that have been. Um, scanned by somebody before first discovered by somebody but not yet probed they're still worth probing because you get a big bonus don't you yeah there's a 50 percent uh first mapping bonus um so you don't get quite as much no. as if you'd first discovered it but quite a lot of these are from early explorers before they had the dss scanners yeah i i say no but i have to go and look at the uh the page to check but yeah definitely first discovered a first map is where the money is yeah, and obviously when, when you're out there exploring, if it's been discovered and mapped already, you just sort of FSS it and move on, don't waste your time? It depends what I'm doing. If if I'm in my, you know, sort of OCD explorer mode, I'll probably I'll probably map it. But if I'm in a rush doing a CG, nah, just move on. 
Yeah, and so are you going to be carrying on with the data for the Going for Gold um, expedition um, using this sort of two weeks' worth of extra multiplier? Yeah, I mean, two things. Firstly, it's it's easy credits. Um, not that I need them, but it's, you know, for the CG, it's easy credits. And don't forget, it's three times for everybody else as well. So if if a, another, I can't remember, look at now, is it Cannon who were just behind us? Yes, they won They won the last uh, yeah. trophy. Yeah, I think they're in second at the moment. I can't remember the numbers. But... Yeah, well, we, we do have the same number of points as the next seven groups added together. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I think it's safe. Famous but they might have their own chicks magnet, you know? Well, they could. They might have a guy out in the black, but I think we would have already seen him given that this CG was on and paying pain four times. Yeah, yeah. Well, either that or distant worlds might, or distant worlds expeditions might come back and sneaky some in there. But we're, so we're not in the clear yet. We've still got 20 odd days left before the end yep. of it. But um, I mean, I will be joining you if I don't get um, called to war with uh, Dead Me GF. I, I will be coming to join you. We're getting some data in for the for the going for gold. Flossie has got stats for us coming up in a bit as Excellent. well. Very good. And uh, we got any more um, sort of audio snippets from you planned for the near future? I've been working on a couple of things. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, walks into a bar. <laughs> says ouch. <laughs> yes, probably if it's me clumsy oafing myself. So, does anybody else have any questions for Chicks while while we have him captive and tied to his chair? Yeah, can you put your name in for the monkey? Because I don't know what your name is, and you, you've been nominated oh, several yeah. times. Yes, you've been nominated for stuff apparently for the muggies, Commander Chicks. Have I? Oh, okay. I think you may have been. Um, uh, and and Shouty needs to know who you actually are, so he can put a mugshot, even if it's your hollow me, against your nomination. If Shouty tells me uh, who he is, I'll tell him. <laughs> oh, no, we're we're no, going to talk no, to Shouty no, in a minute. So no, don't talk to Shouty. Well, no, you're no, going to no. find out about, all about it in a minute, um, because we're going to we're going to go to our next special guest very shortly, and you'll find out all about the 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 muggies and the nominations and how it's all going and what it's all about. Excellent. Uh, anybody else got any any questions? Not a anybody question. Want to but... Borrow a fiver off the. Very rich chicks. Not a question, but I do have something to to say to him, don't I? But do as, you? Yes, I do, because he's appeared on the radio show, hasn't yeah. he? And he's contributed and and submitted content and, and, and sketches. Has. Yes, he has. And so it is traditional um, that for people when you appear on the radio show that we okay, award you no wedgie. We award you <laughs> a Hutton Orbital radio mug of your very own. Marvellous, thank you. And I will be book and pen. Oh, yes. And I'll be talking. I'll talk to you afterwards. I get an address, and it'll be winging its way from. Actually, it's 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 on my desk here, so it'll be winging its way to in the next day or two. Thank you very much. No, as as a as a contributor of sketches, and obviously coming on the show as well. Yeah, it is uh, our absolute pleasure to be able to say thank you somehow. So thank you, mine too. And it's been well earned. Now that doesn't mean you should stop though. Mm, okay. <laughs> One of us. That of sounded us. like the schlop of a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, um, feel free to hang around in the studio for a little bit. Okay. Um, you're welcome to join us for the rest of the show if you want, or if you've got exploring to do, you're welcome to go and do that instead. But you're welcome to hang around in the studio. Um, we do have a second guest. Um, do, do we want somebody? Flossie, would you like to sort of introduce and um, speak to our, our second special guest this evening, as as he is a good friend of yours as well? All right, yes, sir. So our, our next special guest is Commander Shouty. Ha ha, and I'm talking to our last year lifetime award winner at the Mucky. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, that was 
totally unexpected. So, uh, what have you got for us tonight? Well, as you know, um, or as you should be aware, that the Muggies nominations now has been running for the best part of three months. And we have a fair, fair few commanders in every category and enough to now go away and say, right, these are the four that we have chosen to put forward for the vote. So we're going to do that this weekend, and then hopefully on sometime on Monday, you will be able to vote on who you think should be awarded the Muggies for 2021. Because, as we all know, 2020 has been such an awful year, we decided to skip over it completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, understand that one. So where can the people uh, make their nominations? If you go to nominations.forthemug.com, we'll take you to a page where you can fill out and all the categories there, or whichever ones you feel appropriate. You do not have to fill out all the categories. Um, there's, a bit, there's been a few little niggles here and there with the uh, the thing, but uh, we've got everyone in now. Um, the only thing we don't have is pictures for everybody, so if you do go on nominations for the book, you'll see at the very top it will say, show the current nominations or the a link to the site. If you click on that, it will take you to a page where all your lovely mug shots are placed <laughs> in a nice little rose next to the various categories. And if you hover over them, you will see why they've been nominated for those categories. So you can have a little read of what these people have been up to. But if we have a mug shot in, or a hollow me or some description of uh, some way of representing you, then and it makes everything, A, look a lot for the site, and B, when it comes round to voting, you might get a few more votes if someone can actually see your picture. Hmm. Uh, but it could be a picture, it could be a hollow me, it could be a picture of your ship, it could be all sorts of things. And we have got a list of names of um, um, people that have um, been nominated that we don't have photographs for. We've uh, Argon Tanay, Sonatic 2, Katie Byrne, um, KZN... Rod UW, thanks for listening. Uh, Jagged Mallard, Gallagher Champ, uh, Boss Lady B, uh, Black Maze, Plater, Towsy, Holy Helga, uh, um, Tom, oh, Tokoso, there we go, <laughs> uh, Vincent Chu, also known, I think, as Siberius, possibly, uh, Pixie Wifey, Dover Bun. Uh, Millstone Barn, Hunter, Steve the Red, Malice XR3, Prince Mabumbo, Primetime Casual, Doc Jack. I think we're missing photographs from all of those so far. Yes, I think that's the list sounds about right. Yep. I think that point that you made earlier about the 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 why the person's been nominated is really good as well, because there's a little text box underneath, isn't there? There's a little text box. If you hover over the picture, you will see the reasons or at least one of the reasons because I can choose which reason because several mm. people have been nominated for a category by several people and I usually try and find yeah. the funniest ones. Sometimes I take them out because it's funnier to hear them on the show. So but. Yeah. And it gives you it gives you a flavour of why that person's been nominated as well, which is really good. Yes it does. It does it gives you to some information to why that person is now, in terms, of, in terms of the final decision, is it a hundred percent community voted for the winners, or I mean, how 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 does it work in terms of the the actual um, uh, final well, process? Well, we always have what we think as a process. So we will take the four people and we will say, 
look at those reasons that you have given and go, actually, you know, this, or maybe someone has been overwhelmingly nominated and we will take that into account as well as the vote. But if the vote is overwhelming again, we will tend to go with the vote. So it's a mixture of both in a way. We do tend to look at uh, everything that's in there. I mean, if the vote gets really close or in the event of a tie, like we had last year, it can get quite heated in the debate about who actually gets the muggy. So I will tell you that much. And by we, you mean the Academy? Ah, the, uh, yeah, the muggy, the muggers, yes. The, the yes, muggers the are... muggies Academy. Yes, but um, the show is coming along nicely. I'm, I've, uh, I've, I've already started doing that. There's, um, we've got some brilliant half-time entertainment lined up for you all. Uh, brand new Hutton song, which I won't tell you anymore, <laughs> but other than that. Um, so, and so yeah, the cut-off then is Friday. So if you haven't got your nominations in, you've got till Friday. And then um, then the, the public voting element of it is happening between Friday and some point late in December? Well, we're go I'm, I'm going to try and keep it open as long as I can. And, uh, but I will, let you, I will let everybody know. Um, I mean, you do have to get special <laughs> things printed and engraved and all sorts, yeah? Yeah. I will also let you know that the reason I haven't posted on Facebook for a while is because I've been banned from Facebook because I've been a naughty boy. Oh. So the reason there hasn't been a lot of uh, muggy posts is because, um, yeah. Well, we've been doing Facebook it for you. You'll be glad to know we've been doing it for you and trying to trying to push it out there on the on the Tweetifier. Yeah. And, um, uh, I must, and I must is, is it only open to um, truckers? The questions just come in. Is it only open to truckers to take part? No, it is not only open to truckers. Anybody who thinks they deserve an award can actually put them forward. As long as they've got a valid and good reason, we will put you forward and um, everybody can make that decision on that point. It really is open because we've got entries from the Buckyballers in there. We've got entries from Cannon in there. We've got a few that have come in from the Dark Wheel. Uh, oh, yes, that, that crunchy biscuit. So, um, yeah, there's um, quite a few nominations because um, I put out an appeal on Laid Radio and uh, the listeners of Laid Radio were quite willing to, uh, you know, oh, yes, I'll do that. So, the only thing you can't do is nominate yourself. That's very bad form. That's very bad form. And we've had a few, but it's very bad form. Yep. We'll, we'll get you disqualified by the Academy. And the, obviously there are, there are some prizes. There were some wonderful trophies last year. We're, we're obviously eager to see um, what, what's been go going to be going out to the winners this year as well. Oh, well, well we, we are doing the Muggy Statues again, so the Muggy Statues will be a thing. Um, Commander Dractor is making the lovely badges that we made for all the nominations and the winners. So uh, they will be coming after the muggies <laughs> <laughs> when everything gets uh, together and made but, yeah, and, uh, and, and of course for the benefits of the, the team here and for Palantir it does mean that the rest of us get a week off because the muggies awards are on Thursday the 7th aren't they? Yes they are, Thursday the 7th they will start at 8pm and we will be kidnapping a former co-host for the night yes, and... the return of the space cow yeah. um, so we get an evening off everybody didn't get anything Ooh, off last yay. year. I've never <laughs> heard Twitch screams what? and cheer so loudly. <laughs> hey. oh, I got an evening uh, off, but Trace was had to work. Yeah, well, um, now there are also some debates about whether we're going to be doing shows over the um, the, the, so the, the, the Christmas period, period because um, both Thursdays in the run-up to the Muggies are important days in the calendar for many people. 
So we, we, we are debating as to whether we're going to do the shows on those days or we're going to move them to be more convenient for everybody. But we're going we're gonna to get together and have a think about whether um, New Year's Eve and uh, you know, Christmas itself are, are good or bad days to be giving well, up our time to all of this nonsense. I think for the first time, i vote concerned with when you decide what day that is and as long as it's not the 31st and i think that's a bit too late for us but um if you if you go middle christmas like just after 28th yeah somewhere around that time 27 28th then i will close the vote on that day yeah no problem at all we we will coordinate with you and um uh, see what we can do what really good luck with getting all the nominations in we don't envy you the task of sorting through them all um, but it is nice to see so much positivity out there from everybody and all the fun everybody's had over the last uh, 12 months, despite the fact we've all been stuck in our rooms, you know, staring at spaceships and space and yeah, stuff. It's been amazing, the response of, of everybody. And people, what people have done this year has uh, been generally heartwarming to read when you're doing putting these things together. So thank you for everyone who sent nominations in. And, uh, yeah, if you have got nominations in tomorrow, please get them in tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, look, thank you very much for coming to join us on the show as well okay thank and you very much i'm sure we will hear from you again sometime soon oh i'm sure you will Unless right, you before we move on to the show, show I, yeah i've got a bit of breaking news uh, which just it's coming break, from broken news broken news from graham oh. mk uh we're pending war in cockery versus the edf yeah <laughs> is there an echo in here mm. dead dead breaking Tell him to take his finger out of wherever he's got it and keep up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. You know the news earlier. The, the Harry Balzac. Oh no! I go. I always go off and have my nails done at that point. Do you know what? I think that's a secret. People have been listening. <laughs> I did hear some kind of um, a sort of watery, flushy kind of noise while I was reading. So maybe that's why you missed it. He, he was off at, off at the cubicle three. Yes. Yes. There is a pending war for tomorrow. Oh, all right, next time no. I'll try and listen. All right. We all know no, it's all about right. we're, we're giving you a gentle Graham MK didn't, and he, he just did that to embarrass me. He did, yes. Well, and, and himself. <laughs> Either that or it's an awful long way from wherever, wherever he is. But, um, right, we're, we need to move along. Obviously, a long chatty section with uh, with our special guests and all sorts of shenanigans going on. So I, I need to, I think, unless anybody's got anything else, I'm going to hand over to Wilma, also known as Amelia, to introduce the next bit. Anybody got anything else? Yeah, no. I'll just say that um, the the breaking news part is that uh, Snuggles has been in touch with the EDF, who have assured us that they haven't been working the system and don't intend on fighting the war. However, we must fight the war because if you leave a war alone, it does strange things. So we need to fight it to win it. Well, maybe they can come and lend us a hand and beat themselves up a bit. Well, that's what they should do. You know, yeah, it's their responsibility we not do. to attack us. They should just go in and fight against themselves. But... I doubt they will, so we need to uh, nip in, three days, happy days, happy happy job done, out we go. Don't leave it to Snuggles on his own. He's a hard-working fellow, and we don't want to break Snuggles. Uh, He's he's got a farm offstead in as well, I think, so he needs to to do some real-life stuff. Yeah. Well, on that note, then, uh, uh, Amelia? Yes, well... Take it it, it away. We've got a special song tonight. It's a brand new video from Commander Ascorbius, uh, putting images to a tune from our friend Tokaso. Straight after that, it's down to the bowels of Galnet for Commander Wotherspoon to take us in detail through his digestion. But first, it's Rare Brew Trading by Tokaso. 
Digest 10th of December 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, riot averted over missing modules. Halsey's visions questioned. Elite exclusivity claim challenged. Thargoids complain over nerfed humans. Riot averted over missing modules. It was very nearly a riot this morning as explorers gathered at Beatoncourt Base to collect their rewards from the Sirius Atmospherics campaign to gather information on ammonia worlds ahead of an accelerated terraforming campaign. The promised hyper-engineered detailed surface scanners were nowhere to be seen. Officials at Universal Cartographics initially denied knowing anything about the modules, but then they went away and made some phone calls and eventually admitted that the modules were to be awarded to the top 75% of participants in the data-gathering effort, but that they unfortunately had not yet received the specially modified modules, stating that they would be distributed at Beatoncourt Base by Saturday at the latest. They were, as it were, in the post. After delivering this news, Universal Cartographics pulled down the shutters and went home, promising that they'd be back tomorrow. 
This unfortunately means that explorers arriving at Betancourt Base expecting to sell their data for three times more than they can get anywhere else are unable to do so today. However, the service should be open for business again tomorrow, Friday, and for the next two weeks, offering exceptionally large piles of credits in exchange for maps of some odd ice worlds that someone discovered in a system 25 light-years away. The riot has been averted for now. Halsey's visions questioned. Some additional evidence has come to light that the cities and installations belonging to the ancient and long-extinct civilization known as the Guardians may have been foretold by President Jasmina Halsey's visions. The famous visions came after Halsey was rescued from the wreckage of Starship One in early 3302. She was bobbing around space in her escape pod for quite a few months before she was rescued and spent some time at a sanatorium to recover. And it was during this time, after watching Holovid reruns of The Twilight Zone and some particularly inventive advertisements for vacuum cleaners, that Halsey awoke with a start and realised that she knew something important and that she had to tell the world. Her announcement, which drew bafflement and excitement in equal measure, was that she'd seen a place of extraordinary beauty, a paradise. It was truly wonderful. It was no dream. It was a glimpse of something very real. And she urged humanity to put aside its differences, to head out into the void and to find this paradise. She also rather ominously added that we must make contact with whoever or whatever inhabits this paradise and learn from them. These statements are still not completely understood, but a claim has been made that Halsey was having a vision of Guardian culture before it destroyed itself, not of vacuum cleaners after all, and that her vision was instrumental in motivating explorers to find the first Guardian sites six months later. Quite why she'd be having visions of Guardian sites is unclear. Did a Guardian mind probe come and have mind sex with her to implant the idea while she was in her escape pod, as the Action R Star and Daily Advertiser rather luridly suggested. Another less interesting and no more probable theory put forward by the Mars Tribune is that Jasmina Halsey subconsciously analysed the star patterns in the vacuum cleaner advert and managed to triangulate the position of the vacuum cleaner sales room, which turned out to be the Guardian site in Sinuf XR-8 D11-102. Using a detailed knowledge of astronomy gained from sitting in an escape pod staring out of its viewport at the galaxy for the best part of a year. We may never know which is true, or if it was all a drug induced hallucination and President Jasmina Halsey was talking complete and utter rubbish. There is apparently a tourist beacon that explains what really happened, but Galnet News Digest has been unable to find or verify this information. Elite Exclusivity Claim Challenged According to the popular Hollywood, the journey so far, only the best become elite. But this claim has been challenged by commanders who believe that it may be breaching the standards of honesty to which we hold the Pilots' Federation. Take Commander Succulent Noob, for example. Three days out of pilot school, already an elite trader, following three all-night mining sessions and selling to the right stations, and he collides just a bit too fast with an asteroid. His unshielded and uninsured anaconda pops, 
and he gets a free Remlock ride to the nearest station. And of course he can't pay the bills and finds himself back in his starter sidewinder. He's one of the elite, but is he really one of only the best? The reality seems to be that pretty much every commander in the galaxy becomes elite in one profession or another after just a few months. If everyone is elite, can only the best really become elite? Following an investigation, there's a real possibility that the Galactic Trading Standards Authority will require the Pilots' Federation to reassess the actual piloting skills of its members and reallocate them to more appropriate ranks. If necessary, new ranks can be added to allow more precise delineation of piloting skills. The new rank of quite good but I'd keep out of their way when they're coming through the toast rack is expected to be particularly well patronised. Thargoids complain over nerfed humans. Thargoids have been taking to the forum to complain after humans were nerfed in the latest round of balancing changes. An elite human used to pay out 60 million credits, but now only pays a quarter of that, and mostly harmless humans really aren't worth the trouble anymore. The Galactic Authorities nerf everything that's fun, said one disgruntled Medusa pilot, explaining that all the best action is to be had in witch space these days, where fighting the Guardian AI pays far better than anti-human combat. On the forums, Thargoid pilots have explained that if humans want the return of anti-Xeno combat zones, they're jolly well going to have to pay the Thargoids a decent wage. And until they do, they can find the Thargoids in any system they like, as long as it's in the Call 70 sector. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news, so you don't have to. Thank you, Commander Witherspoon, for that. And Scorpius and Tokosol for the song. Flossie's going to fill us in on everything we ever wanted to know about community goals, but we're afraid to learn. And that's after another of our biographies of the radio crew. And this person wishes to remain anonymous, so his lines are spoken by a very bad actor. It's time for a quick peek behind the curtain. A series showing the lives of our radio crew when they're away from Studio 5. This time it's Commander Ventura. The only thing about Ventura that's close to a norm is his name. A strong, unflustered masher of buttons and caresser of sliders, Norm not only sits behind the glass, controlling the crew's every move, he is also one of our show's editors, taking the 18-hour rambling broadcast and cutting out the mistakes, bluffs, and embarrassing silences to produce six minutes of pure gold, which he then pads out with old nonsense so that subscribers get their money's worth. People often think that Ventura is taciturn, and indeed for two years listeners thought that the only word he knew was hello, 
but it's because the control room has actually been converted from his galley, and the tumble dryer in the corner does not have a silent setting. Having to choose between having warm, dry, underwear and talking on the radio, Norm has opted for a warm backside, and the knowledge of a job that's well done. goals and community created community goals and whatever you have news <laughs> and first of all the going for gold two totals have risen sharply during the last week mainly as a result of the cg which was running although it was mainly to find ammonia worlds payments for all exploration data was four times normal this all had a very positive effect as we increased our lead on the squadron leaderboards. This week, Evo Flash collected the most, over 6.3 billion. Uh, Vantion, over 1.5 billion. Chicks was third with nearly 1.5 billion. The Shrike was fourth with nearly 1.3 billion. And Marco, 2612 with 1.2 billion. Overall, Chicks is top of the board with 74.8 billion, followed by Duckface, over 8.5 billion, Montgomery Python, nearly 6.5 billion, Evo Flash, nearly 6.4 billion, and Techie Mr. B, nearly 4 billion. <clears throat> so we're doing very well there and uh, looking good for uh, winning that gold trophy. Last week's CG was the Ammonia World Exploration Data. It finished at 6 o'clock UTC this morning, about three quarters of the way between tiers 4 and 5. 904,519 reports were submitted. As the CG was a success by reaching tier 1, anyone in the top 75% will receive the DSS and everyone submitting data at the station for the next two weeks from tomorrow the 11th will receive three times the normal payout. This week's new CGs. Deliver goods to support Sirius Corporation's campaign to establish Marlinist colonies and protect the Sirius Corporation campaign to establish Marlinist colonies. Commodities are requested to create new settlements for Marlinist refugees who fled from the Empire to the Federation. <laughs> Sirius Corporation has offered to resolve the current standoff between superpowers by establishing colonies where the refugees can live independently. Li Long Ru, CEO of Sirius Corporation, summarised his proposal. It is clear that the Marlinists cannot return to the Empire and are a destabilising presence within the Federation. We offer an alternative by 
constructing permanent habitats for their population. These will be self-governed and may freely trade with the galactic community. Sirius cannot stand by while the risk of interstellar war increases. I sincerely hope this leads to a more stable and profitable period for us all. Traders are asked to deliver atmospheric processes, auto-fabricators, structural regulators and water purifiers to Ellis Gateway in the BD plus 051146 system. From there, the Omega Merchant Command will distribute resources for the colonisation of up to 10 uninhabited systems, which will be ready in early 3307. Each completed tier will provide the resources to populate two systems, listed in order of priority. HIP 22550 and Hyades Sector RO-PB6-6, LP 659-31 and Hyades Sector LX-C3-30. Hyades Sector SU-CA14-1 and Hyades Sector RO-PB6-2. Hyades Sector VP-N, B7-4 and Hyades Sector AB-M, B8-2. Hyades Sector YA-M, B8-1 and Hyades Sector TJ-P, B6-6. Sirius Corporation has also requested the support of independent pilots to counter any piracy or other acts that may interfere with the supply of commodities and will handsomely reward such efforts. Hand in your bounties to the Omega Merchant Command at Ellis Gateway in the BD plus 051146 system. The initiative begins on the 10th of December and will run for one week unless the final target is met and it will end immediately. To earn rewards you must sign up as an active participant before delivering the atmospheric processes, autofabricators, structural regulators and water purifiers or handing in bounty vouchers to Ellis Gateway in the BD plus 051146 system. And that's it for this week's CCCG CG Two News. Blasi told you what to do. Thank you to Flossie. Looks like it's the Marlinists' week. It's now time for the Hutton Sports Report from the official Hutton Apology Officer. Welcome to this week's Hutton Sports Report, an incisive dissection of the sporty goings-on in Hutton space. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free, detailed surface scanner which is 75% greater radius than normal to allow you to probonate Uranus and any other planets with increased efficiency. This week we have the far side of the galaxy and I can still hear Christmas music invitational, the 750 tonnes of Performance Enhancers Trophy, the Why Couldn't You Just Send It on a Secure Galnet Channel Challenge, the Dog the Bounty Hunter Fat Old Bearded Guy in Body Armour Open, the Alexa Red Alert, the Baby Beluga Grand Prix, and so starting with the Shriek streaked ahead of Bowl of Petunias to secure victory in the far side of the galaxy and they can still hear the music invitational. In the 756 tonnes of Performance Enhancers Trophy, 
Commander Chicks wins out again this week. Snake Hanky came in a distant second. In the Why Couldn't You Just Send It on a Secure Galnet Channel challenge, all competitors were disqualified for sending whatever it was on a secure Galnet channel. It's an astonishing week this week again for Alex Zuno in the Dog the Bounty Hunter Fat Old Beardy Guy in Body Armour Open. Zuno beats all records for a second week. The Alexa Red Alert tourney was a false alarm. The Baby Beluga Grand Prix has been cancelled as no one knew the words to Baby Beluga. So, it's two points for a safety, you have to do one stint on Super Soft and many a mickle back to muckle. The classified results are... The Shriek, 70. Bowl of Petunias, 49. Chicks, 79. Snake Hanky, Hanky Clone 2139B, 28. Evan Gar, 282. The Berk, 253. Alex Zuno, 1,716 Attic 2 317 Alternative 16 Shatter Mage 14 Shatter Mage 334 Koipu 292 Hamilton Academical 2 Cowden Beef 1 LHS 340 Rovers 0 Stein 2051 Thistle 2. Decals this week to The Shriek. Just email itookpath.huttonorbital.com claim your decal kit, which this week consists of newspaper, masking tape, and Ed China with a rattle can of satin black. So, Hutton runs. Um, there have been some interesting developments this week. Only four runs, three of which aren't really close for the record, but Commander Wraith. 0488 seems to have recorded a time of 26 minutes and 45 seconds. Sadly, his time is due to a technical glitch and not a super fast new ship. Someone seems to have left a stopwatch running when they boarded the carrier to Hutton. Are you going for gold? Have you cashed in more combat bonds than you ever thought possible? Did you make it all the way out to Hutton without flushing your passengers out of the airlock? Why not make everyone aware of your exploration expertise, your combat competence, or your passenger patience. Just go to hot.forthemug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper. This time next week, you could be sporting the coolest decal in the galaxy. Let's face it, anything has to be better than queuing in a shop while mistletoe and wine plays for the 47th time. And that's it from me. Back to the studio. Thank you, apology officer. Oh, <laughs> well, I am here, so I was clearing. No my problem, throat. everyone. <laughs> I was clearing my throat. Seamless. <clears throat> Sorry, my my arm wasn't uh, wasn't pushing the right button. Anyway, thank you to the apology officer, and um, well done to everybody who who won something, especially to the 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 Shrike, who is uh, seems to. Uh, have won the decal this week. Um, anyway, once again, we appear to be recycling our old Lacon adverts, just in case we can't use them in the future. So, Buck Naked will be waxing lyrical about the Lacon Type 6. Then we can hand over to Amelia Hawke for this week's uh, interesting Galnet Food Digest. You got the look of a trader about you. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Buck. You like that chip there behind me? Yep, it's mine. 
and it's got more light years on it than you can count. I still trust it to help me spread my load all over the galaxy. It's a Lakon Spaceways Type 6. The same ones what made the Hutton Orbital run you've heard about. This little baby's quick enough to run any blockade and small enough to land on an outpost. Flying it's as easy as sliding off a greasy log backward. And believe me, Mr. Naked, that's me. I knows all about that. So when you done laying there like a bump on a log and want to get serious about trading, just listen to old Buck Naked. Pick up a Lakon Spaceways Type 6. The fastest way you youngins can spread your load into every port in the Milky Way. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. Occasionally, a food arises that serves more than one purpose. The bread trencher that served as a plate in medieval times. The crimped edge on a Cornish pasty that doubles as a handle so you don't burn your fingers. Not forgetting the various garden herbs that, for time immemorial, have been used by humanity to spruce up the Sunday roast, or alternatively provide relaxation and fragrances, or, or even medicines. This week's rare food fits into this category. Used both as a luxury household consumable and edible, it's one of the more versatile inventions out there. To find our rare, we head to the Malaspina Gateway in Olia, an industrial Corolla station commanding a system of just over 4 million people. The first thing that you notice in this particular station is that everything is clean, spotlessly clean. The people, the buildings and walkways, the ships, there's a fragrance in the air as if someone has gone over the entire station with furniture polish. There's a lingering foodie subnote to the smell, but I can't place that as of yet. One of the other things that catches your eye as you wander around is the sheer number of augments on show. Cyborg arms, legs, torsos. The amount of chrome on display is both impressive and frightening all at once. I'm starting my evening in an entirely more relaxed manner than last week, as this station is known for its baths. Public ones, private ones, invigorating showers or huge tubs to soak in. Our hosts have provided me with a suite for the week, and the room attendant has drawn me a deep, hot bath, complete with clouds of bubbles. On the side of the bath, is this week's signature rare item, Olya Body Soap. I'm told I'll be seeing its other use later in the evening, before they take me on a tour of the manufacturing facilities. The soaps come in a variety pack of heady fragrances, from roses and jasmine to strong earthy smells of evening camped on the Serengeti, or alongside a, a wide ocean. The smells fill the air. As you wash, they lather and foam pleasantly, and the bubbles pop with little perfumed fragrances. I'm not sure I've ever had a more relaxing bath. There is 
is still, oh, that undertone that that I can't quite place. But with all the added smells, I, I really can't make it out. After the bath, carefully kept at exactly the right temperature, I'm dressed and heading for the soiree with the station management team. Dress uniforms all round and the waiters bring all your treats around on silver trays. Each treat looks suspiciously like one of the bars of soap I saw earlier. And indeed, my host reassures me that my guess is right, that all your body soap is edible. Their marketing slogan, clean inside and out, is quite the description. The bars aren't unlike biting down on a firm piece of Turkish delight and slip down quite nicely. All your body indeed. We're only allowed a couple each before they're whisked away. Once again, the flavors are artificially added, but there's something wholesome about the aftertaste. It, it reminds me of Sundays at home. It's said that the soap's cleaning additives provide your insides with a full MOT of cleaning services, leaving you as fresh on the inside as the station is. One elderly gentleman passed wind noisily alongside me at dinner, and I caught the distinct whiff of bergamot and sandalwood. These soaps are rare, possibly due to the production process, but as of yet, our host hasn't let me in on the secret. And as of yet, any danger other than being caught sniffing my own aroma with glee has not yet struck me. After dinner, I'm invited down to the processing facilities where I was expecting an industrial facility, but it's something that more resembles a, a high-end clinic. People are queuing patiently and every now and again, someone leaves. I do notice that there's a lot more chrome on the people leaving than there is entering the facility. Ah, and here's the rub. These rare items are quite literally costing you an arm and a leg. There are fanciful rumors that the soap is made from human fats and unfortunately, every word of it is true. This fragrant journey is rapidly turning into a dystopian nightmare as I watch person after person sell their body parts to the soap makers of Olya, exchanging limbs for cash and quite literally giving Olya body to the soap industry. This is horrible. There's an orderly who keeps looking at me as if he's appraising various bits of me. He's, he's only after one thing and it's appalling. Suddenly, the underlying smell of the soaps and the treat makes sense. It's the smell of roast chicken and I, I feel quite queasy. Fall on hard times here in Alia and you'll end up selling your body, all your body, not in the usual fashion, but to a grotesque pantomime of industry. I'm reassured that everyone taking part is willing and that my soaps this evening came from the thigh of a particularly handsome woman who is now sporting a cybernetic leg, virtually indistinguishable from the real thing. But, but I suddenly feel really quite unwell. This is Amelia Hawke for the Galnet Food Digest, beating a rapid but ever so delightful smelling retreat from the station before someone turns my love handles into body butter. I've tried the galaxy's most horrible soap, so you don't end up with a pedicure and axle grease at the beautician.
My goodness gracious me, Amelia. Oh, dear. What an experience. Her I mean, that place looked so beautiful and clean and it smelled wonderful. But, I mean, you still, I can still smell the, the, the soap from here. It's, it, it's, and, uh, and, the, it, and the chicken dinner. And the, no, it was that that hint below it. There's, is it bacon? Is it no? Is it chicken? But there's there's definitely an undertone there. And now we know where it comes from. I mean, it, exactly. this stuff is right. It's it's listed as a medicine, not as a food, but it is edible. But it, you wouldn't it, want. Apparently, I mean, it is. Oh. Yes. Did you bang uh, any bacon? <laughs> um, no, no, because oh. it, it, it's somebody. It was somebody. That was is somebody. The, the, now it's lunch. Is this the ethical face of cannibalism? You know. Yes. <laughs> I'd you, quite like you, one of those cybernetic upgrades. Here, have my arm and turn it into yeah, soap. And you're, yeah. you, you claim that you fell over and that this exoskeleton you have was because of an accident, yes? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I did, I did take my exoskeleton off just before that last segment when I, when I missed pushing the, the, the mute button on my mic. Because I'd taken my I'd taken my exoskeleton off, my left arm off, and then automatically reached out with my left hand, not being encumbered with it anymore, to push the mute button and went clonk. Ow! It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so that's why oh, I missed dear. the last one. But um, no, I won't be selling. Well, unless they have to take it off, I won't be selling this arm to <laughs> to make any fragrant soaps or clean inside and out special um, special treats for anybody anytime soon. But my my goodness, I mean, they were really looking you up and down, just wondering, you know, which bits they could turn into you know which bars of soap there amelia like a pack of hyenas almost i know giggling. i mean I'd, I'd hate to have gone there myself i mean there's enough there's enough here to you know keep them in rare goods for at least two boom sessions of um rare goods selling but that's the lockdown for you right well we, we've got towards the end of the show um you survived yet another terrifying experience with rare rare goods i mean uh, <laughs> Oh, we might have to give you something nice, like some booze next week. So we're just going to give you some booze. I like next booze. Week. Yes, I like booze. I like big booze. It, no, it's like it likes you too, dear. But the chicks is still hanging about here. I thought. I wonder who it was in the corner. Yeah, no. So thank you very much to Chicks for joining us, and you've sort of seen behind the curtain now and uh, joined in one of the radio shows. Of course, as always, Chicks, you are welcome to come and join us on the uh, on the show. Obviously, well, if you've you been brave much. enough next time, we might even give you a segment of the script to read, like your own headlines to read as well, if you're oh, ever gosh. feeling brave enough. You do have an excellent voice for radio, and I think we can give you a suitably rude pseudonym to read them under. I've got an even better face for radio. <laughs> Well, that's that's not not my place to say that. But um, you know, you'd be more than welcome to come and take on a couple of the headlines if you wanted at any point in the future. Sure, thank you. Come very up, much. come up with your own uh, nom de plume or whatever the radio equivalent is, and um, we we can give you some tongue twisters in the headlines and our own take on the news that is the news that was the last week in Elite. You're really selling it. Yeah, are, are you going to be staying up to look at the reveal, the the Odyssey reveal this evening, Space Legs reveal? I'm going to say yes, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh well, the Frontier Frontier are broadcasting um, a an exclusive reveal during the is it Game Awards tonight? Yes, and, and it starts at eleven thirty p.m. UK time, and mm -hmm. that's for the entire show. And of course, Frontier are only one part of that. But so, who knows what time in the morning it is? Well, mind you, are they by any gamers. chance the, the first part by any chance? I don't, <laughs> well, don't <laughs> it. 
That was oh, looking forward to an early night yeah. after the, that scene. Yeah, well, it will it will be broadcast mm-hmm. on their YouTube channel afterwards, I believe, as well. But there'll be much yeah. excitement in Squee. We don't know what it's con- going to contain, but we we understand it is new stuff that we've not seen before. I think I'll watch that. It's in-game um, stuff, I'm hoping. So that's in, in yeah. a, well, the, the the show is starting in an hour and a half's time. You know, you might blink and you miss it is the first thing, or you might wait till four o'clock and it's the last thing. So it's <laughs> you, you, it's, it's it's a bit like trying to watch one of those rocket launches um, by by SpaceX. <laughs> or Taron trying yeah, to complete yeah. an entire flight without yeah, falling asleep. Yeah, you for the screen, but you want, to, you want to keep watching to the end. Well, you do need to keep watching to the end, especially if it was like yesterday's one, because it went up, <laughs> up, up and away, and then it sort of turned everything off and then floated yeah. down. I, that hover that it did, that, that, that level drop where it was just flying down on its side all the way down was just a thing it, of beauty. It was it flying horizontally. That was just weird. They were just class, it was, class D thrusters. Mm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it did do the high G world landing at the end of it, and I think they call it a rapid unscheduled disassembly. Yes, which sounds very Ian M. Banks and culture novels to me. Um, it did hit the pad, well near the pad, rather hard, and then crumpled and exploded, and then set fire to a building that was uh, a few hundred yards away. Yeah, everything was going very well right up until the point where it exploded. <laughs> well, yes, but you know they did say there was only a thirty percent chance of it actually working, and the data was important. So you know, well done to SpaceX because yeah. that's that's the rocket or part of the rocket that's going to be taking everybody to the moon and, and Mars and all sorts if they have to play their cards right. Just don't go in that one. <laughs> no, just, well, you go and pick up the bits and glue it back together again. A bit, a bit of super glue. You know what? I'll wait for the next one. <laughs> Do you know, we ought, we ought to loan the apology officer off to uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Well, actually, they didn't apologise. What they said was. They got all the data that they wanted, so they consider it a success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the explosion was green, and we're concerned it was Thargoids. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a bit of green when it was coming in. At the end, there was green. Yeah, well, that was because one of the engines failed, and there was unburnt fuel in there, and it, the mixture was wrong. But, um, mm. yes, it, uh, it definitely looked a bit Thargoidy to me. Uh, Funky Abigail's having a, um, a little party down in Australia um, of one, because just realised that... Um, that the Frontier stream is actually on prime time Aussie time. <laughs> Aussie, 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 oi, 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 and all that. Yeah. So, and thank you very much to our to our listeners as well for joining us this evening, and of course to the contributors to um, Scorb, to Scorbius and uh, Tokuso for doing that song and also putting the video together. You will have spotted the canister of Centauri Mega Gin at some point, though who had the stencil, I have no idea. <laughs> Talk also oh, and, and of course, like... I forgot, Siberius. Siberius is an Aussie as well. Yes, so Siberius joined us on the stream and <laughs> is down down there uh, in the Antipodes. Yes, I was just saying, Tokoso still sounds like a Jadun name. Tokoso, yes. Tokoso. Very, very Jadun. Yes. Very, very. We do have to find out whether Tokoso is at. Wotherspoon knows Tokoso, so we have to find out whether whether he's got pictures of the Jadoon that is Tokoso. Yeah. Um, right. Um, other than that, thanks from the uh, the presenting team here, from our producer for the evening, uh, Harry Balsack, who's getting the hang of this now, you know. No. He's getting quite good at it. I didn't press more than five wrong buttons in a well, row. We didn't notice. Because, Amelia, it was absolutely. For the mug. No, you. Pay oh, attention. Seamless. It was not full of Everything beans. is for the mug. <laughs> it was seamless, though. It was definitely seamless as well. Um, and the apology officer, we, we haven't had any recently, though we might need an apology from the EDF next week. I'm sorry, anyway. You would just, I'm sorry. Um, from Dead Meat GF, who is definitely not sorry at being really cross with everybody. Not sorry at all. No. Nope. No. No, so, um, sort it out. 
if it goes pear-shaped, then we're going to be putting an embargo on everything and sending everybody in to fix it. And, of course, um, to Flossie for bringing us up to date. I mean, these guys are keeping you on your toes, Flossie. The, the community goal team, yes. you know, Arf and uh, Gambit and everybody are really keeping you on your toes with these CGs. Um, for anybody um, that tries to keep up with these things between shows, though, Flossie has got a special location where she publishes details, don't you, Flossie? Yes, uh, there's a, an event page on Hutton Radio. Uh, now, um, Facebook can be a bit odd. Well, yes, it can. Um, so, uh, Flossie, every There's now and again puts a little... the forums. Yeah, uh, uh, the forums, but also puts a little post up occasionally on the Facebook page just so you can keep up with the CGs and how they're doing. Um, keep an eye out for your scanners. Um, Chicks, have you already got a big scanner, or is your scanner a modest little one? I wasn't going to bring up the uh, size of my scanner, but yes, I've got a properly engineered one. Right. Well, anybody who hasn't got a big one, you can get a new augmented big one uh, soon. I might Maybe tomorrow one. if you took part. Oh, an even bigger one, yes. I've still um, got a big one. Used to go. Was <laughs> no, it just yeah, seems big to you. Everything seems big to you. Yeah, <laughs> especially the distance. It depends what the glasses I'm wearing into the, into the studio. Yes, I think that's the new studio name. Got, isn't oh, it? you mean That's just because I didn't have my stepladder with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Siberia says you're bragging. I don't know how Siberia can see from that far away, but anyway, look, um, thank you very much, everybody. Um, yeah, Chicks, Dead Meat, Flossie, the Apology Officer, Amelia, Harry Balsack, and the listener. We are back next week, uh, 2030 ish, approximately, um, with the same madness and fun. If you have any submissions or anything you want us to read out in the meantime, please do get in touch. Our email address is I took part at com. Remains just to say, Amelia, this one? Seamless. Seamless for the mug. <laughs> for the mug. <laughs> for the mug. The mug seamless for as appropriate. The mug. 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 For the mug. mug. No journey too long and no cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading up the teenagers to the brim with grace. Falling back, falling back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Falling back, falling back. Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song. Seems to crash into the sun Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yell Follow back, follow back Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Follow back, follow back Now everybody sing the hot trucker song
very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pot? Um, how about none? Alert. Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They can keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations, Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com forward slash escape velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's back. I'm Mr. Dusty. Give me your trash.